Hello and welcome to episode number 13 of Bill Man, the Sport Guys podcast. I am your host, Bill Man, where I get to report you the latest weekly news from the NFL, NBA, NHL, and MLB. Oh my god. Here we go again, everyone. After the Major League Baseball segment. So in 2020, Chris Woodrow who was managing the Texas Rangers at the time, threw a temper tantrum about Padres shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. swinging at a 3-0 pitch, hitting a home run. Actually, it was a grand slam at the time. And the Padres were a big, oh my god, I thought we didn't have to discuss this again, but apparently, everyone, gather around. I know, I know, you're all as mad as I am. Because we're talking about the stupid, unwritten rules Again, because current White Sox manager Tony La Russa, back on Monday's game, Tony La Russa goes, You're mean Mercedes, my player, hit a home run on a 3 0 count. Why is this so unfair? Okay, so for better information, the White Sox were up 15-4. to four. The Twins clearly gave up. They had catcher William Tastadinos throwing on the mound. He gets to a 3-0 count with your mean Mercedes, and your mean goes yard. He hit an absolute bomb. 16-4. to four. Yep, yep, that's right. The Minnesota Twins and Tony La Russa say, Wee, wee, the unwritten rule got broken. Wee, look. This is absolute BS, okay? The unwritten rules are what's killing the game of baseball so bad, okay? If you want your brand new products with Mike Trout, Ronald Acuna Jr., Tim Anderson, Trevor Bauer, let the damn kids play, okay? Let me be very clear with all of you. And what even baffles me more is Tony La Russa's stupid ass press conference at the end of Monday's game. Oh my god. It is legitimately so stupid. This was one of his press conference after Monday's 16-4 win. A big mistake. He said he was on the field screaming, take, take, take. And that Mercedes missed a sign. A take sign. There'll be consequence that he'll have to endure. It won't happen again. If you watch closely, everyone, there's no evidence that Tony La Russa was standing on top of the dugout, and there's no evidence that your mean Mercedes was looking at him. Because he's look. Because if you watch your mean Mercedes, he's like, I'm your mean Mercedes, who is my rookie of the year vote for right now. He says, I need to update my rookie of the year status. Bam! Goes yard. And... What's stupid is that he apologized on the Minnesota Twins, and Rocco Baldelli appreciates it. So apparently, the Minnesota Twins are the new Texas Rangers. Where, <laughs> if an unwritten rule gets broken, we're going to throw a temper tantrum. Here's my opinion to the Minnesota Twins and Rocco Baldelli Grow up. You guys are real men, okay? And the last part is. Don't even quit during part of the game. There's clearly no unwritten rules, right? And also, don't be stupid to put a possession player. You should have been smart enough.
enough to put an actual pitcher. And last but not least, don't even get to a 3 0 count if you're going to throw a bleeping temper tantrum. Seriously. And you know what even baffles me more? Is Tony LaRusso's comments after, third, after Tuesday's game. When Twins relief pitcher Tyler Duffy, the next game, throws behind your mean Mercedes. And Tony LaRusso goes, I don't have a problem with that. Yes, I don't have a problem with that. How the Twins handled it on your mean Mercedes. Yes, the consequence he has to answer. <laughs> See, I feel better. Like, let me be very clear. Tony LaRusso is way old, okay? The only thing, in reality, I'm happy the White Sox are in first place, but that's the only thing that is saved in Tony LaRusso's behind. Seriously. And if you don't have your players' backs, get the hell out of the White Sox. Seriously. Like, if I was a Sox manager and my player got hit or thrown behind after, after a manager throwing a temper tantrum about hitting a home run on a 3-0 count, I wouldn't even put up with it. I'd say, you better not do that again, or we're going to come for you. Something like that. And I was hearing comments of Ozzy Guillen, Chuck Garnfine, Frank Thomas. I, and at this point, if you're not going to have your players' backs, you shouldn't even be managing. Like, get the hell out of the White Sox, LaRusa. Seriously. I feel more bad for White Sox general manager Rick Hahn. And I hope, I hope, he said, Tony, get your behind into my office. He walks in, and I hope Rick Khan basically told him, if you're not going to have our players' backs, you are Gonzo Alonzo. And I want everyone to remember this. The White Sox team did not make the mistake of hiring Tony La Russa. It was Jerry Reinsdorf. Who? Who, by the way, Knew, the, knew La Russa's previous DUI arrest about two days before the hire, who didn't listen to anybody other than himself, and thought bringing back an 80-year-old, or 76-year-old, however old he is now, manager, and it's a disgrace. And Tim Anderson, Lance Lynn, I applaud you two as well. Now, I, Bill Man, the sports guy, say this. And yes, please, gather your children. Ladies and gentlemen, you are allowed to swing on a 3-0 count. You are allowed to do that, especially if there was a position player. If there's a pitch in your sweet spot, you are allowed to bleeping hack it and celebrate. You are allowed a bat flip. You are allowed a swing on a 3-0 count. Forget this whole play the game the right way. Because that's what's killing baseball. Alright? And if what your mean Mercedes of the White Sox. If you ever listen to this, I want you to remember screw your manager. He's too old. And you are allowed to swing 3-0. Keep swinging 3-0, your meme. And that includes everybody in all of in all over the world.
that's listen to this. You're allowed to swing 3-0, everyone. All right. And how about the no-hitters? And how about the no-hitters record going out, everyone? So, the previous no-hitter was thrown by Corey, Yankees pitcher Corey Kluber back on Wednesday, May the 19th of 2021. And what I find crazy is we're already in the month of May and there's six no-hitters. By, And it was also the second in back-to-back nights. The previous no-hitter was Spencer Turnbull of the Detroit Tigers. And then the last four were John Means, Joe Mus- John Means of the Baltimore Orioles, Joe Musgrove of the San Diego Padres, Carlos Rodon of the Chicago White Sox, and Wade Miley of the Cincinnati Reds. Ooh, boy. And also, Madison Bumgarner did throw a no-hitter technically, quote-unquote, back when the Bra- when the Diamondbacks had a doubleheader against the Braves. But unfortunately, it didn't count. So, I want your guys' thoughts on the whole Tony La Russa segment because it was like the stupidest thing ever. And to give out my last point about Tony La Russa, before I move on, is he just simply, simply needs to shut up and let the kids play. And also, I'm curious to know your thoughts on the no-hitters. Is it good that there's more no-hitters throwing base in during baseball? Is it bad? Dude, does Robert Manfred or everybody need to change something? Let me know your thoughts on that. All right, now to the NFL. Oh, boy. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we got ourselves some more Antonio Brown drama. This time, he has been sued for his role in an altercation with a moving truck driver back on January of 2020. Oh, man, oh, man. Now, at least he's gone this long without any more troubleness. I really hope he doesn't run into any more troubleness because... After he signed with Tampa back in 2020, I actually thought he would fit in really well. And he just won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. He loves Tom Brady. Tom Brady loves him. But I just don't know how long can I see him in the NFL with his his whole outfield drama. So the file, the lawsuit was filed Wednesday in Bower County, Florida by the driver. And uh, I'm not going to say his name for... Uh, personal privacy reasons. And then Brown was placed no contest back in June to one felony burglary and battery charge and two lesser misdemeanor charges related to the incident. And the driver is seeking 30 grand in damages with the lawsuits, which met with his resistance. And, oh, man. So, guys, let me know your thoughts on the whole Antonio Brown saga and how much longer does he have in the NFL you know, at one point he was looked at as one of the best wide receivers of all time, but if he keeps this up, he's gone. Gonzo Alonzo. I don't know how else to put it. So yeah, let me know your thoughts on that. And now into the NBA. The fact that the NBA playoffs have started already. Here, as I Bill Man the Sports Guy, here are my top five NBA teams. Who I have that are winning 
the NBA champions this season. Coming at number five, I have the New York Knicks. Why? Can we just give them credit where it's due? Tom Thibodeau, Derek Rose, they've turned their, this team around. Julius Randle's MVP. Thank goodness no drama from James Dolan, which that's also a positive. And yeah, the Knicks haven't been in the playoffs since 2013, but you know, they surprised us all of this season. And I think they could do it again in the playoffs. And to be fair with you all, I just want to see, see a very happy Stephen A. Smith when the New York the day after the after the New York Knicks win the NBA championship. Like, can I please can we please have that happen? Thank you. Coming in at number four, the LA Clippers. Why? Kawhi Leonard's a beast. Paul George is a beast. But they both. But Paul George seems to disappear in the playoffs. And Kawhi Leonard only had like one bad playoffs. But are they both gonna show up or are they not? Because if they don't show up, then the Clippers are done, basically. Okay, coming in at number three, I have. The Brooklyn Nets, why? I understand Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, even Blake Griffin. But how are they going to handle it defensively in the whole playoffs? And also, Durant, Durant and Harden were mostly hurt. Kyrie Irving was gone from time to time. But I really think they're overrated. And this season's pretty much a win or a bust for the Brooklyn Nets. Coming in at number two, I have the Los Angeles Lakers. Why? Yes, yes, I am very well aware that they both have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They kept most of their core except for Rajon Rondo. But LeBron and AD were mostly hurt this seed during the regular season. So I'm just not sure how can I see the Lakers repeat without both or one of them. I don't know how can I see him respond is my main point. And before I say number one, my honorable mention, the Philadelphia 76ers. Why? They're the one... Team, I always think they're overrated. I always think the Philadelphia 76ers are overrated. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are both streaky. Simmons almost looks like he plays whenever he wants. And Joel Embiid, he's either there or he's completely quiet. Like, are we going to see both of them fully respond throughout the whole playoffs? We'll have to wait and see. And now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages... Number one, I got the Milwaukee Bucks. Why? I went with them the last two playoffs, and I'm going with them again. And I think Giannis, he's going to smash the Miami Heat. He's going to get the ring this time. And I really think the Bucks are going to get revenge on the Miami Heat after losing to them in last year's playoffs. Woo!
So let me know your thoughts on that. And now to the NHL. So while the playoffs have started, but unfortunately, back on Thursday's game, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens, Maple Leafs captain John Tavares goes down with a really gruesome injury. Now what happened was he got a, he, it was a clean body check from Canadiens defenseman Ben Sherratt, but then Corey Perry saw him falling, tried to jump over, get out of the way, and Tavares took like a knee to the head. And it was so brutal to even watch. Now, luckily, he's been cleared, but he is out indefinitely for the playoffs. And he's also suffered a knee injury that will keep him out for about two weeks. And he's also out with a concussion. So I hope John Tavares gets better. I wish him a speedy recovery. And two former NHL players have announced their retirement. And finally, I should say, uh, Ford UC Jokinen and Derek Roy. Now, UC Jokinen, who has not played in the NHL since the 2017-2018 season with the Vancouver Canucks and the Columbus Blue Jackets. UC Jokinen, throughout his career, would go on to... He would play in 951 games, 191 goals, 372 assists for 563 points. And he would go on to play with the Vancouver Canucks, Columbus Blue Jackets, which were the last two teams he's played. And the other teams he's other played for were the LA Kings, Florida Panthers, Pittsburgh Penguins, Carolina Hurricanes, Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Dallas Stars. As for Derek Roy, who has not played an NHL game since the 2014-2015 season, in 738 games played, has 189 goals, 335 assists for 524 points now. For both Jokin and Roy, solid careers, but at the same time, they were both players where they were up on the rise, but then just seemed to fall off the cliff a bit. As for Derek Roy, he's played for the Buffalo Sabres, Vancouver Canucks, St. Louis Blues, Nashville Predators, and Edmonton Oilers. Now, speaking of the Edmonton Oilers, time for me to do my weekly thoughts of NHL reviews and opinions where I give out my weekly thoughts and reviews on every single NHL team. And yes, this week is the Edmonton Oilers. So the Edmonton Oilers, this season, in 56 games played with a record of 35-14-7 for 77 points. That's pretty good, right? They had a 183 goals for, 154 goals against, a goal differential of plus 29, and they were 7-3-0 in their last 10, and they were also second in the Canadian division behind the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, their top five goal scorers, followed by the one and only, if not the best player in the NHL, Connor McDavid, in 56 games played, 33 games, 70, 30, 56 games played, 33 goals, 72 assists, 105 points. Followed by Leon Dreisaitl in 56 games played, 31 goals, 53 assists for 84 points. Defenseman Tyson Berry in 56 games played, 8 goals, 40 assists for 48 points. Defenseman Darnell Nurse in 56 games played, 16 goals, 
20 assists for 36 points, 16 goals as a defenseman. That's not too shabby. And Ryan Newton Hopkins, in 52 games played, 16 goals, 19 assists for 35 points. Now for the goalie stats, Miko Koskinen, in 25 games started, he has a record of 13-13-0 with a 3-17 goals against and an 899 save percentage. And veteran goalie Mike Smith, in 30 games started, he has a record of 21-6-2 with a 231 goals against and a 923 save percentage. So overall, the Oilers did get some pretty good numbers from their top five goal scorers and goalie stats, mainly from Mike Smith. Miku Koskinen was okay, but at least he had a record of 500 by the end of the regular season. And we'll see how they carry on during the playoffs. Let me know on how far you think they'll go. Now, to my question for you Edmonton Oilers fans. How are you guys going to do this decade? Because we all know the Oilers were a joke in the 2010s. They had six overall, first overall draft picks, with literally only two of them still remaining in Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And we all know the rest. Taylor Hall, he would go on to get traded for Adam Larson after the 15-16 season, after a trade with the New Jersey Devils, as Taylor Hall's also in the playoffs, oddly enough. And another former Oiler first overall pick is in the NHL playoffs, Jordan Eberle. And oh yeah, he got traded to the New York Rangers for Ryan Spooner and Ryan Strome. Like, what was that? And we all know the rest. They would even have a bust in Nail Yakupov, which he's now overseas. And we all know the Oilers had a dynasty Stanley Cup with Wayne Gretzky. Do you guys think you'll have a dynasty with Connor McDavid? I think if you guys get more good goaltending and good defense and some good depth and good top six, I think that's a good strong possibility chance. I think Connor McDavid deserves some Stanley Cups, especially the fact that he's actually the best hockey player in the world at the moment. So I'm curious to know, Oilers fans, Is this a brand new decade? Are you guys going to do better in the 2020s than you did in the 2010s? And and will you guys have a dynasty with Connor McDavid? I'm curious to know that. So thank you for tuning in with episode number 13 of Bill Man, the Sport Guys podcast. I am your host, Bill Man. Stay tuned for episode number 14. Peace.